There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer, contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumucósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. This is He Said, Ella Dijo with Eric Winter and Rosalind Sanchez. All right. Hello, hello. It's been a fun episode today. Bienvenidos a He Said, Ella Dijo. Yeah. Well, is it, is it bienvenidos? Is it? I mean, I want, I'm going to just jump in real quick. I, I want to start today by getting the listener's opinion. If okay. you are with someone, you have a partner, and you know that you did something wrong, how difficult is it to say, I'm sorry, or I apologize, or I misunderstood? Or if you accuse, falsely accuse, or wrongfully accuse, I should say, someone of something that they did not do, how difficult is it to just say, I'm sorry, Rosalind? This is how much I care about what you're asking right now. She won't even answer me. This is what happened not too long ago before we came to record the podcast. Um, our son is having swim class uh, in our pool, right outside, not at a different, we're not a different location. We're at home. And out of nowhere, I look out the window and our deaf blind uh, elderly dog had wandered outside and fell straight into the pool. And the swim teacher grabbed the dog because we don't even know if she could swim at this point. And I yell, what the hell? Roz, Roz, Baraka just fell in the pool. And Rosalind comes running out and says, What the fuck? I didn't do anything. Wait, why do you blame me? That's <laughs> and I said, What? And then we went, but she stormed back inside. And I went in and I said, What are you talking about? How did she get out of here? Yeah, I didn't open that door. Don't blame me. And I said, I'm not what? I'm so confused. And I go, chill, relax. And she stormed back off into the bedroom. And I walked back in and I said, Roz, what was up? I didn't blame you for anything. She goes, you said 
it was my fault that Morocco is out there and that I left the door open. And I said, I didn't say any of those words. And she goes, I'm going to ask Delmi, our nanny. I'm going to ask Delmi. I said, ask Delmi, because I know I didn't say any of those words. Well, I heard you say all those words. So she is super mad at me. She asked Delmi. Delmi says, I didn't hear anything he said. I didn't hear anything you said, but I don't think he said that because she didn't hear she, it. She didn't say well, that. I asked her afterwards, did Roz talk to you about what she thought I said? And she goes, yeah, I don't think you said that. I didn't hear you say, I don't know what you guys said, but I don't think you said that. And so I walked back in there and I said, okay, Roz, I'm ready for my apology. And she went, huh, for what? And I said, you just wrongfully, wrongfully accused me of saying something, you chewed me okay, out. Okay, I allowed you to speak for two minutes and 49 and zero seconds. Zero apology to this And moment. I <clears throat> didn't say anything because there's always, sometimes, not always, there's two sides of a story. He just gave, he just gave you his recollection of events. My recollection of events, truth. no. Yeah, My recollection of events, it's different. I heard that you said, why did you leave her go out or whatever the heck? I heard something that, different that from what you're proper, claiming. Proper English. Whatever, I didn't whatever. say, why did you leave All her? All I know the is that I felt accused, like it was my fault that Maraca go out and fell into the pool. Went out, not go out. Why, why, why do you mean go you out? See, yeah, she's getting nervous. Out. You see, Went her out. English is falling apart in this it in interview. Apart. No, no, it's when you're nervous. Not at all. She's nervous about. because Anyways, I got her on the ropes. Let me right tell you now. something, guys. I, I wish I could say, you know what? Yes, Eric, you're absolutely right. I was, I was out of line, and I apologize because I was wrong. I'm so confused about how the whole thing went down. She's a Latina. She's that never I'm hundred percent believe that he accused me. Otherwise, I don't think I would have reacted the way I did, which was very strong because I was pissed. very strong in front okay. of in front of a swim teacher, yeah. in front of our nanny. Because I don't like the way I, did, I felt I, accused, but I didn't do it. Well, to me, you did. But I, okay, to and, you, and, and, and it's interesting because I I, I was doing my makeup nanny. to do the podcast. No, 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 no. She just she played she she played plead the fifth. That's how you say no, it. Because she played said, the fifth. No, she no, no, said no, no, no. Me, Okay, she, I don't care what she said to you. I'm oh, going to tell you what she said to she me. She said to me afterwards. I said, mm -hmm. um, Demi, come over here. And I know she was uncomfortable because she's in the middle of her bosses, basically, chewing each other out. So I said, um, Demi, did he accuse me of saying that it was my fault that <laughs> I left the door open or whatever? And she was like, eh, 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 eh. And she said, I don't know. I know he said, what the heck? Okay, but is that the same? What the heck? No, no, no. I, I, know, I know you said that too because I heard that. I and then, because that's when I knew, okay, something happened. Not in a million years thinking that it was about Maraca. I don't know. I, I was like, one, once again, Eric has mm -hmm. been dramatic in the kitchen. So I didn't react. Then I hear whatever. It's about Maraca. So I go running. I'm freaking out, right? And then I heard what I heard. She said to me that after what the heck, she doesn't know what you said and she doesn't know what I said. I said what? And I know she said that because she didn't want to get in the middle of it. I said, So I don't know what she but heard. It is the, the, the chain of events. I said, what? I look out the window because I'm doing dishes and I go, what the heck? Because our dog is being held by the swim teacher while Dylan is sitting on the step. Our dog is in like this and random. Dylan is laughing. Funny Because the dog is in this random like Yoda overcoat that Rosalind has for her. <laughs> She's blind and deaf. She can't see. She can't, I mean, she can't do anything. She fell in the pool. I don't even know where she came from because I thought she was with Rosalind in the bedroom. So I'm going, what the heck? And I went, and Rosalind's like, what, what? And I said, Morocco just fell in the pool. Well, the living room door should I said, have left. I don't know why it was open because you know. Because we were going in and out while Dylan was having swimming. Okay, then. then, then but it's nobody's somebody... fault. It's a freak accident because what the heck? How did she even make it out of the bedroom? Because she knows how to go to the patio. She knows how to go to the patio. And then, no, she doesn't just walk out yeah, that does. door all the time to yeah, go to the patio. Does. It was super random. And to, and Anyways, guys, anyways, it was a very... 
the afternoon because yeah, I reacted based on what I thought was said to me. But and what I wasn't also, said. And I'm all, and I and I and I'm also going to accept that emotionally I've been really charged because I haven't been feeling well. I haven't slept in weeks, like okay, we've been the truth documenting. Is coming out. Because Maraca doesn't sleep at night, therefore I don't sleep at night. Could, Our energy between Eric qu- and Rosalind has been very, very funky. So Question it just added up and can, then I just reacted. Can lack of sleep cause to hearing things incorrectly? No. What are you talking about? You're not sleeping well. You're delusional. It doesn't mean that I'm that I'm lying or but that I'm making could, no, things up. No, I didn't say You could make something up. hundred <laughs> percent. You don't even know where you're at half the time. You're so tired. And you're miserable. You're not feeling well. Is it possible? I took a COVID I'm, test today thinking, is it, do I have COVID again, even though I'm vaccinated and I got it like a year and a half ago and I, it was negative, thank God. I just, want, I just want to know if it's possible that you made a mistake. Is that possible? I don't know. I want to know if it's possible that you made a mistake. No, because I know I didn't say it. And, I, and, I, Delmi, I, and I know you did. Even when I said to Delmi, she was like, mm, I don't think you said that. Well, that, that, that's not what you said to me. But that's funny. Because she, because you charged at her and probably like, Delmi, did Eric say this? She was like, uh, no, why am I in the middle I of this? I was doing my makeup and I was like, Delmi, come over here. Did he say this and this and that? And she was like, ah, 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 ah. And she got uncomfortable. I, I get it why she was uncomfortable. Because I didn't say it. Okay. Then All I didn't right, so react the way is, you think I reacted. Bottom line is I'm never going to get an apology. <laughs> and that's how we started this uh, going into the podcast. Again, there's always, you know, we're having a pretty good day. I was working. She was at home. We had good conversations. And then I come home and baby Yoda is floating in the baby pool. Baby Yoda. With, that's her new nickname. Stop it. Instead of the Moroccan sausage. She's ba- baby Yoda. Have some Maraca is very safe. Baby Yoda's floating in the pool. And she kind of looks like baby Yoda right now. Holding strong she because of the love that she gets from me, yeah, which basically. Clearly, I'm not getting because she's just going to yell at me. And so baby Yoda's <laughs> floating with our swim teacher. Dylan's laughing, sitting on a step, and I still can't get an apology for something I didn't do. Oh, God. So anyways, that's how we started the afternoon. So any of you uh, listeners that have uh, an opinion on this, feel free to leave it in the comment section on the podcast or you know, on, the, on the Instagram page <laughs> or email us uh, and let us know your thoughts because maybe if I get a strong enough fan base supporting me, she will apologize for her actions. That's what I think. Good for you. Okay. It's a deal. Let's see what people say. And then if you win the argument, I'll be like, you know, I apologize. Wow, that's what it takes. Something that you have to that's start. That's the beauty in that you have to start also stopping doing that is really annoying the shit out of me. Wow, is when you go, um, just relax. What you chewed me out. When you say that in, in front, front of people, just re- even on the podcast, you said that you you like just relax. Stop you, doing that. You chewed me out <laughs> with her nanny standing next to you. First of all, had I chewed her out in front of the swim teacher and the nanny? And our nanny, I should say, let's just say, not nanny, let's just say in front of Delmi, Delmi and our swim yeah. teacher. If I would, nanny has if, a name, Delmi. Yeah, we love Delmi, her. We love her. If I had chewed her out in front of Delmi and in front of the swim teacher, if I spoke to her the way that she just spoke to me, it would have been World War Ten. We she might not even show up to the podcast. Exaggerating a little. Uh, no, not even in the slightest bit. Had oh my god! I, I don't you ever <laughs> speak to me like that again in front of anyone. It would have been like I stole all the money out of her bank account. Anyways, guys, we have an incredible guest um, today. She's a friend. She's a dear colleague. She is very talented actress. Mega, mega talented. So I apologize, Lana, that hopefully when you listen to this podcast, you're going to not listen to any of this intro and you're going to start <laughs> listening from when I say, anyways, we have a very special guest. Because this has nothing to do uh, with the interview and the incredible conversation we're about to have with the very talented Lana Parrilla. From Once Upon a Time, Why Women Kill. Spin City, a hundred thousand things because yeah. she's done it all. Stay tuned. 
there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there. I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura podcast network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. I'm doing wonderful. How are you both? We're good. How, good how are good. you, Eric? How are you feeling? I'm feeling all right. <laughs> I'm feeling good. We're super excited to have you, Lana. We've had the la, la suerte que nos hemos conocido mucho, hemos compartido in, in, in different places, and we have a lot of mutual friends. Um, I'm a huge fan of your work, and then Eric as well. Absolutely. Yes. I want to hear. I, I mean, I. I excited to jump right in even to what was it like going into why women kill as that was like that's your next that was like your next big move right after once upon a time for so many years that's right that's right it's always that thing when you play such a larger than life character for seven years yeah. seven years which is a dream by the way for like an actor like seven years on the show i know but I mean, you're like seven years too <laughs> <laughs> Well, and everyone, like, you know, when you first start acting, everyone knows, like, you're just like, oh, I want a big hit show, and yeah. it's going to go for, like, you know, 10 years, and then you get there, and you're like, my God, we're still telling these stories. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, uh, before we get to Why Women Kill, luckily with Once Upon a Time, my character went through so many changes that I had the luxury of, of really showing so many versions of her. Yeah. yeah, There were like 12 different versions of the character that I was able to show, which was incredible. And that often doesn't happen in television. It rarely happens. That was a big blessing right there because it, it keeps it fresh uh, as an actor. You know, you feel like you're doing something 
new uh, every season or so. And, and that's incredible. Yeah. And, and you're always looking for like, okay, how do I make this different? Mm -hmm. You know, and how, what haven't I shown before? Mm -hmm. I was constantly searching for things like that with the character. And um, it took a lot of like research and inspiration and watching different actors do different performances like Gary Ullman from the professional or even, you know, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger from the dark Knight, and, and, you know, uh, Glenn close from fatal attraction because I played a serial killer on some level. Yeah. Um, so, you know, keeping that fresh and also making her somewhat redeemable and showing a heart and finding the humanity in her and the vulnerability in her. And it was truly, I would say probably the most um, diverse uh, character of my career to date. So I was, cool. I was very blessed. But with that said, going into Why Women Kill, yeah. you know, looking at that going, okay, how do I, you know, the title alone, everyone's thinking, okay, Lana's going to be murdering people again, yeah. right? <laughs> She's playing a villain yet again. And, and sort of breaking that idea on some level for the audience, but also for myself, like playing a character for seven years that she's in your DNA. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even when I say DNA, I'm like, oh, my God, I sound like the queen. Yeah, I sound like the <laughs> <laughs> um, but Rita Castillo was such a different character. And um, and she turned out to not be the killer that everyone expected her to be. So I had such a joy. Everyone was uh, so much fun. And as you know, Rosalind, you've worked with Mark Cherry before. Yes. and. It was such an honor after all these years of being a fan to have the opportunity to work with him. Yeah. Mark is so good at, at what he does. You know, he, he, he understands his comedy. And when he, when he writes, he's so specific. And I'm sure you experience uh, that. You know, I remember that when I first worked with him, um, doing Devious Mates, um, Eva, our mutual friend, she'll, she'll tell me like, D just do what you're told when it, <laughs> when it comes to, if he gives you a note, um, just pay attention because he knows exactly where he wants the audience to laugh. And he, he writes with your, with your acting in mind or your process in mind, right? Like he kind no, of writes no, for I, the cadence. I, of I think he writes for, for his well, no, no, no. He <laughs> interpretation. Thinks he, knows, he thinks he knows your, I'm saying what he thinks yeah. your process would be in the character. No, he, he writes for his process and then wants you to be able to understand what his process is and do it the way he would perform it. I mean, and I, I, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't mean anything bad by that he's just like he's that he's so specific and maybe i'm wrong maybe he you will go in and blow him away with whatever interpretation you have of what he wrote but my experience was he is so specific about every single character and the way he wants it done and the way he sees it you know that you need to try, to, try to match it. that vision. Exactly. You have to try to match the vision, which is delicious you know to be able to 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 understand well i don't think that should be the punchline but if it is because he tells you it is, then you have to explore it, you know, and and, and trust that the, the 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 Twitter feed the next day when, when, once people see the episode, they're going to be talking about that line that he told you they were going to laugh at, you know. What I mean? So once you you build that trust, it's incredible. Well, and it's interesting because I'd never done this sort of dark comedy before in my career. I started in sitcom a hundred years ago, and um, that was really my the last time I did comedy. <laughs> So everything after that was, you know, one hour dramas, et cetera. I think the queen had a sass to her. So I had like the snarky remarks. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it lived in a line, which was kind of easy to play. And it's obvious mm -hmm. with Mark Terry, like you say, he is so specific and so detailed and his joke 
you have to know how to land the joke. Yes. And it becomes, it's rhythmic. You know, yes. there is a rhythm. It's a dance. It's like you have to sort of train your ear to hear it. Mm-hmm. And then you have to deliver to the vision that he is expecting out of you. And there are times when, you know, and he's just so gentle, at least I, that was my experience with his notes. It was very collaborative, but it was also like, it was gentle. It wasn't like, that's not how you say the line. Of course, yeah. You know, he would find ways to tell you like, this is kind of how it should sound. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, I want you to hit this word or whatever. And I was very open to every suggestion and, and never ever took it the wrong way because I, I knew that I was still new at telling stories in this sort of genre. Yeah. And, um, and so that was also part of the intrigue when I got the job, I was so excited because I was like, Oh, I get to exercise this mm-hmm. part of my instrument mm-hmm. that never gets to play roles like this. Yeah. And I get to like do more comedy. I come from comedy. My, my aunt's um, a very, very hilarious comedic actress. Um, she's been in the industry for, she would kill me if I said how many years, but let's <laughs> just say 50 years wow. plus. Wow. Um, and I grew up in a very funny household, you know, um, making family films with my grandparents and mostly on my mother's side. My father did funny things. My father was a clown in his own way, Puerto Rican, born in Santurce. Oh my God. I was born in Santurce. In, 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 you, in, yes. you know what? I didn't know for whatever reason, Lana, I thought for the longest time that your father was Cuban. And then before the podcast, I was reading um, about you and I was like, oh my God, Lana's dad is Puerto Rican. I you're, didn't you're know You're Italian, right? And Sicilian. I'm Puerto Rican Sicilian. 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 Sicilian is Italian? No. Yeah. Different. No? It is it actually is okay. interesting. In Sicily, they all and and in Italy, it's like, oh no, we're all Italian, but you're from the south. And at one point, it was really frowned upon, but it's almost like the evolution happened there and not here. Okay. You know, it's like in Italy and Sicily, it's like we're all Italian. We're Italian. We're Italian. We're just in Sicily. It's like a region of Italy, you okay. know. But it really is an island. Oh, wow. um, and so. My family's from Sicily, uh, both sides of my, my mother's, you know, parents. And, um, and my father is, was born in Santurce, uh-huh. moved to the States when he was eight years old and, um, and became a ball player. So he played ball and he oh, played yes. pro ball in, and he played with um, Roberto Clemente <gasps> in Puerto oh my Rico. God. Oh, wow. And he played in Mexico as well. And then little by little, he worked his way up to becoming a professional baseball player for a short period in his career. But he ended up playing for the Phillies. Let me Very ask you cool. something. How did your parents meet in, in, the, in the U.S.? So, so this is funny. They met um, during spring training in Florida. Okay. okay. And my mother was traveling with my grandmother, her mother. And uh, um, they were at a shop, like a pizza uh, restaurant. Um, And it was like a fast, it was like a Domino's kind of version or Pizza Hut Uh kind of back then in the 60s. And all the ballplayers were there and they saw my mom. My mom had this beautiful long hair, like pastor bum, very, you know, beautiful Sicilian Italian woman. And um, they started betting amongst themselves, like who was going to ask her out. <laughs> and while they were like conversing amongst themselves, my father just stood up and walked over to her. He was like, I don't have time for these games. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and he went up to her and literally asked her out right in front of her mother. And it turned out that 
um, my grandmother's sister lived in a house behind where my father grew up. Oh my so God. they literally were like around the block from each other. And they didn't know each met. other. That's crazy. Wow. And you know, 27 years later, they back they met when they were 27. Are you an only okay. child or do you have siblings? I have an older sister. Okay. And she's not an actress. She's not an actress. No, she works for uh, Southwest Airlines. She's been there forever. Okay. She's not a, an, an artist. In some ways, she's a dancer okay. like you. She loved to dance. It was her dream. It was hard for her to pursue. And so she she didn't end up having the same opportunities mm -hmm. as as you or I. And yeah. um, but it but I can tell you at any dance party, she's the first one on the floor. And she was a great choreographer. Wow. And um, yeah, she she still dances to this day. She That's has sweet. two kids. Uh, I have two nephews, Sammy, named after my father and Bryce, uh, 15 and 18 year olds. Wow. And they're great. They're That's good great. boys. When yeah. did you, when did you know, Lana, that this was for you? Like, was there a specific age or moment or experience that you're like, I'm going to pursue acting. I'm going to move to LA. This is what I want to do. Yes. So there were certain periods. Um, I, like I said, we had family movies when we were kids. So I used to perform commercials all the time for my family at three. Um, I was definitely influenced by my aunts. Mm -hmm because I thought she was so glamorous and beautiful. And I was going to see theater at such a young age. I was always, you know, especially growing up in Brooklyn, I was always taking, we were going to the theater constantly, mostly like, you know, a Christmas Carol and seeing like the holiday shows. Um, we didn't grow up with money. So it was like, we saved like, you know, a couple days out of the year to go see the theater for special occasions. Um, but we saw a lot of, uh, you know, off-Broadway and smaller plays here and there. And then when I was about seven, I used to practice crying all the time in front of the mirror. <laughs> and my mom thought something was wrong. And I said, I'm practicing. And then at 12, I started like reading monologues. And I wanted to audition for uh, LaGuardia High in, okay. in Manhattan, which was the school that fame was based mm -hmm. on. But we lived far from the city in Brooklyn and a 12 year old getting on a plane, I'm sorry, on a train, on train at 7 a.m. Yes. was just not an option. Mm -hmm. So I had to go to my local school and um, I started studying theater there and doing plays in high school. Um, I eventually moved here. I finished my last year of high school here. My parents split up. My mom came here. I followed her, did some theater here and then started like studying acting professionally at 19. Okay. I made that choice then that this was what I was going to do. And that was it. That's so great. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, 
and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of my Cultura Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you get your podcast. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar20enespañol.com. So you started at 19 and I mean, you've been working a lot. I mean, Mm -hmm. throughout your career, you've jumped from many different shows. You've been on a ton of things. Um, But that journey, I'm sure like all of us, it's just had the ebb and flow of the ups and downs of this business, climbing up, climbing. You're like, why am I not going to the next thing is when you want to go to the next thing. And it's kind of like out of your control. You know, it's not, it's, it's in the cards for you, so to speak, what's going to line up. Um, Knowing it's what you always wanted to do. Was it easier to sort of dig deep and be like, I'm going to keep pursuing this. I'm not going to get frustrated. Or like a lot of us, you have those moments where you're like, wow, this is way harder than I thought it was going to be. You know, it, my frustration started later in my career. Um, I think just as we get older, we get tired. <laughs> you know, It's like, oh my God, when you put your destiny in the hands of others, it gets yes. Scary. And when you're in your 40s, late 30s, it's like, oh gosh, this is, you know, did I make the right choice here? I think when you're in your 20s, you're much more resilient. Yes. You're fearless, you know, you're fearless. You have you have nothing to prove. You know, it's like it's 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 all it's it's funny because if somebody was asking me today if I enjoy the auditioning process, you know, like, 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 how is that like? And I'm like, I hate it. I hate it. I, I rather put needles in my eyes, you know, and, and it's the, the older I get, the more of an issue I have with it. But when I started in my twenties and my, until probably my, my mid thirties, I used to be fine because I used it as a, as a, I'm exercising. I'm doing what I love. I can't wait to go in and show them. And I, and I, and I think it's delicious because I'm, I'm working in my craft and it's my muscle, you know. But then after a while of having to prove yourself over and over again and you get called in to do things that you've done so many times before and they still doubt you. You know, there's a moment that you just go, like you said, I'm tired. It's just tired. I'm severely tired tired. <laughs> was, that, was that essentially like it was for you? Like you said, the older you got, you're just like, oh, I'm just. Oh my God. 
Yeah. And I, and you know, it, I think that's also why I started producing. I'm, I'm kind of new at producing, but it really prompted me to like, want to take my own destiny into my hands and create opportunities for myself because, you know, much like our good friend Eva has done with her career and she's been a huge inspiration for me, just sort of watching her trajectory over the years and going, God, she just, she has such, you know, tenacity and, and she's um, a doer. Eva's a doer. Eva is like, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, 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 you know, she's just going to make it, make it happen, make it happen. And, and, and that is the attitude that you need to have. I'm sure she gets tired too. You know, Mm -hmm. we all get tired. Um, But right now it's like, okay, I'm tired, but I create other opportunities for myself. Mm -hmm. Like, like you, Rosalind, with your singing and the dancing, you have these other outlets that kind of keep you going. And, and this podcast, for example, is another Mm -hmm. one. Um, I started this small little merch line that's been fun for me to create and, and sort of have something else that I can put my energy and creativity Mm -hmm. into when I'm super frustrated with like my acting career, I'm like, why am I, why am I there? I've had eight shows, eight yeah. shows. <laughs> I carried a show for seven years. I'm like, I'm still having to prove myself. They still have to audition. Yes. I'm like, yeah, you know what's nice. crazy? I remember like when I was like in my thirties, I will say, you know what, when I have kids, I will die if I if, if I'm 45 years old and I still have to do this and do that. It's like no way. Once I have kids, it's over. And here I am. I have a 10 year old. I have one. Uh, it's going to turn 10. One is going to turn four. I am 48 years old. And I'm listen. I'm blessed. I'm on a show. You know, I, I've been so lucky, so lucky my entire life. But here I am. If there's a show that I really or a movie that I really really want, I have to fight for it. Like if I was 25 years old. I was talking to my reps about this and they said, I said, do I really have to put myself on tape for this right now? And they're like, well, especially today with, you know, everyone self taping yeah. the, if we don't do that, they're going to watch 20 self tapes mm-hmm. and just go, Oh, let's just give it to this person, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to like offering it to so to so and so, or even taking a meeting to talk to them via zoom, like yeah. people don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. You know, you're not going in those rooms. And so everything is a guessing game. Like, okay, I'm auditioning for this part. I, there's no director, no casting director to talk to. I hope I'm in the right ballpark. Yeah. You know, you have to start getting really clever and creative with your audition tapes. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it this way. And then I'm going to try something totally different to show them variety wow. and then send them all in and go, okay, this is what I got. This is what I, I got. don't have you. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's funny. I don't think, I don't think our listeners even understand like the way it used to be. And you go into an audition, you would never show in with props. Really. You would never, it was almost like the, the, the least hard you tried, the better chance you had. I mean, you want to be good, but you don't want to over seem, you seem too anxious for the role or too excited. Right. But now with the self tape, it's become such an art. And I talked to so many of the younger, like even on my show, like the younger cast and they're like, Oh, we go all in on self tapes. I mean, we have, the lighting setups. We have sometimes <laughs> multiple angles. Like they're in wardrobe. Multiple they're, they're angles. Using, sometimes they're using props. They'll edit things together. They'll oh, cut back shit. and forth. They'll do props. They'll do all kinds of stuff that you just never did when you went into a room. Because you can't be walking around with a bag of props or things, you know? They go all out. And they really put together a tape. And it's kind of true. You kind of have to find a way to stand out now because mm. you can't stand out with your own presence. You know, it's so funny. I just had this conversation a couple of days ago. And I was talking to this acting coach and I said, have you seen Belle? 
And they said, no, you know, um, you know, Val Kilmer's yes, documentary. Incredible. And I said, you, if you watch it, his audition tapes were like full on, yes. like two, you know, fatigues with yes. guns and hiding behind yeah. rocks. Yes. Like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, am I doing this right? Like, it's true. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> That's, you know, I, I saw it. And then the next day I did a guest star for this show called Home Economics um, that it's on, what is it, ABC, right? With to to Topher Grace and, and Carla Sousa, this incredible Mexican actress. And I, I was so affected. And I kept telling, I kept texting Eric saying, I cannot stop thinking about this Val documentary. And I showed up the next day. I'm talking to the makeup people. I talked to every say I couldn't shut up because yeah. I was so overwhelmed about the journey and the freaking story and what he's going through and his work ethic and how crazy people thought he was at some point in his life because he was so well, how dedicated, How dedicated was craft. Dedicated. He was like, I didn't know his history growing up and Juilliard, oh, and his background. I didn't know God, all that. You it know, was, it's bananas. It was we bananas. We all knew the guy from the doors. We all knew the guy. Even you know, top today guy. with, you know, with his health concerns, like he's still, you know, he has a gallery. He has a studio where he works out of, and I've been there um, once before there was a gallery opening and I got to meet him and I got to see what he does there. And they, he works with all these kids and he has this theater group and it's like, it's just, it never ends. My aunt is the same way. My aunt is constantly studying, constantly educating herself. Good, good for her. I can't say her age cause she would kill me, but like it's many years of that dedication to your craft and that is something I try to instill in a lot of our youth when I often get questions like, you know, do you have any advice for me? And um, I always tell the story about how I always wanted to act. And I was out to lunch with my aunt. I was 12 years old. And this agent came up to her and said, oh, my God, your daughter's so beautiful. Take my card. I'd love to, you know, have a discussion about possibly working with her. Yeah. And I was so excited I was like, oh my God, it's finally happening. 12 years old, it's finally happening. But I was like, yeah. And we went to the bathroom and she ripped up the business card and threw it away. And I was like, why? And she goes, this isn't an industry for children. Wow. If you want to do this, wow. learn your craft and go after it with everything you have. She goes, because it's the kind of industry that you have to love what you do so much mm. that you don't want to do anything else because mm. it's wow. that hard. Yeah. You know, you're constantly being rejected. You're constantly being told no. You know, you're constantly being compared to someone who's taller, prettier, skinnier, yeah. you know, younger. And you're just like, oh my God. And if you don't love this wholeheartedly, you're going to sink. Yeah. So it's it's like, I I was devastated and angry at her but I never forgot that. And what it did is it set me out to learn my craft and study with some of the best teachers. You know, I didn't get, go to Juilliard. I didn't get, I didn't have those opportunities. Mm -hmm. we, like I said, we didn't have any money and, and times were harder for me in my teen years. I lost my dad when I was 16 during my junior year and it really hurt my grades. Wow. Um, and I lost him tragically. So it was, mm -hmm. it really kind of messed me up for a while. Um, and, but at 19, I thought, okay, I, I didn't get to go to the schools that I wanted to go to. However, I'm going to create a curriculum. I'm going to go out there and find the teachers that did teach at these schools yes. and let them be my mentors. 
And I had four of them for years, two of them, one just passed away and it was very heartbreaking for me Uh, this year on February 16th. He was my voice coach of 24 years, Um, really taught me not singing, but like how to use your voice and where to use your body. And, and I started teaching that eventually um, here and there to people. Um, and one of my other mentors, Jocelyn Jones, who's known me since I was 19, who's an incredible, uh, not only teacher mentor, but like director, she's phenomenal. Um, so I started really kind of handpicking my, my mentors and teachers. Mm -hmm. And I just stuck with them, learned my craft. And when I was ready is when I went out there. But I studied for a good solid like four years before I really put myself out there. So that was really, really valuable. Yeah, valuable Mm -hmm. uh, advice from your... uh, And can you imagine the the, the journey, what it would have been if she would have said, beautiful, thank you, let's call. You know, it would have been such a different... Or if you just didn't listen to her. If you didn't listen to her and you're like, I got this. I got this, yeah. You (laughs) followed great instruction and that's important for for people to understand. I get asked the same thing. It's like when you try to give people... uh, your path or your journey. It's everybody. It's different for everyone. You can't really give one set set of rules, but that I think is a blanket statement. Study your craft, know your craft, you know, otherwise you're swimming with sharks and it's not Mm going to work. Pretty much. Well, otherwise you're up against the people who went to Juilliard, the people who went to Yale, you know, or the people who went to RADA, like you're, you know, there, there's a lot of competition. And I guess when we were younger, like they didn't really instill that as much Like, you know, there were a lot of actors that never went, had that training and just kind of went out there. It was something they wanted to do. But I think, especially now, like, I feel like when I look at people's credits, now it's not always the case. I've seen a lot of, you know, um, and I think Emma Stone, I don't think she even went to like any professional schools or Mm -hmm. anything like that. But those are far and few in between. Like, you don't find those like, people that just have that natural talent. And um, there are people that are these big dreamers that want this, but they don't, they weren't born with the innate gift. And so they have to learn it. And really you can learn it. Although you know what, there's, there's, I think that, I think that the climate is changing a little bit now because, you know, social media is so, is such a gigantic universe uh, for better or worse. And there's all these young kids and all these, what they call influencers and all these girls, just beautiful or not beautiful. that have these millions of followers that out of nowhere want to act and they just want to become somebody doing something. And it's really disturbing. (laughs) It's just very disturbing and sad how, you know, studios that their mandate is, you know, once when casting directors, and I don't know this, I don't know if this is for everybody. I don't want it to be always said that I do these blanket blanket statements, whatever you call it. But you know what? Nowadays, sometimes you're up for things and the studios want to know your social media numbers. And it's important to them to know how many followers you have. And it's like, when, when, when yep. did this happen? Like, how is it possible that I'm competing with, with somebody that has never, never acted, acted yeah. before? I've been doing this for 25 years. Comiendo para mierda muchos años. You know what I mean? It's like, are you joking? You know, it's it's really interesting. But but I do believe cream always rises to the top. Is that a, is that a, mm-hmm. the correct saying? Yeah. And and they get exposed somehow, you know, and the ones that do the work and the ones that have the the the, the studying behind them, you know, either you have incredible natural gifting, you're you're gifted and you're able to swim. Um, like you're uh, incredible, like Emma Stone, people that have never trained and they, even Jennifer Lawrence, I believe 
they just have the ability and they're able to tap into whatever it is that they do with their essence to make things work. But that's not everybody. That's that people that God goes, I'm going to give that to you. That's right. And those people actually end up learning on the J-O-B. Yes. Yes. You know, they end up yes. learning that way. And, um, and, but there's this sort of feeling and desire, like I want to grow mm-hmm. in those actors. So you can see in Emma yes. Stone, that she wants to continue to be better. I think a lot of these like influencers or, you know, people that get a shot at something, it, it's like, Yes, you got lucky, but can you sustain? That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yes, 100%. and that you know, and the people that really work on their craft, there's an opportunity to really sustain a career. Okay. You know, it's not so short lived, and you're not yes. just like in a, you know overnight success, and then there and then you're forgotten. And they, they disappear exactly. They disappear. Yeah, and I, you know, it's interesting. I once learned um, that the Chinese set a 25 year career plan for themselves, and they give themselves 25 years to reach their sort of you know, that level of success. And I I tell this to a lot of young artists who come here and they're like, oh, I've been here for three years and I can't get a break. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I'm like, okay, but if you think of it this way, exactly, you truly love, give yourself 25 years, you know? Take your turn, you know, take take a little, the turn, you know? (laughs) I I was really lucky to... um, to meet Morgan Freeman on um, Million Dollar Baby. And I spoke to him for three hours. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to him about his voice because I'm you know, his training voice. And I was just like, just so intrigued about how his career unfolded and how he got to where he's at. He said, I've been, I've been acting since I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. And I said, what? And he said, I didn't make it until I was 50. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. He said, I did some small things, whatever, but I, I had to give up and I ended up um, becoming a cabbie again because I started driving taxis in New York City. And then I went in and I auditioned for Driving Miss Daisy and it changed everything. And it changed wow. his life. And it's like, wow. And amazing that that was the role that really kind of sent him off because he was a, ta- a cab driver. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and he was in his forties. Yes. So you know, he's like, there's so many times I quit and I went back to go do whatever just to kind of you know keep a roof over his head. Yeah. But he said it took me all these years. I didn't make it till I was fifty. And it's like, or you think of you know, um, uh, gosh, what, what's her name? Uh, Her- Helen Marin. Hmm. You know, and and when she really sort of had this breakout role, it was how old awesome. was she? I think she was in her fifties as well. Wow. There's still hope. There's still hope. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like you know, I've often had fantasies about being the marine biologist that I would have that would have been the other career. <laughs> but you know, um, I was like, God, to live on the ocean would have actually been really nice. Yeah. Probably, I know, right? Calm and healing. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and not as expensive to keep up with the whole appearance of everything. <laughs> it's a job. It's a job within a job. Anyways, thank yeah. you so much, Lana. This was fantastic. Really You're so awesome. wonderful. And I, it, it's oh my interesting. God, likewise. This is so fun. The, whole, the whole time that you were talking, that when you explained that your, your voice uh, work, you know, for, for many, many years, you had a voice coach, uh, like teaching you about the instrument. 10 minutes before you said that, I was listening to you. And even though I know your work really well, this is the first time that 
that I see you in like, like a platform like this doing a podcast. And I was thinking her voice is so clear and precise and the speech is so beautiful. I swear to you, I was thinking that. And then you said you did. It's all so that all voice this, work. It's all the voice work. I was like, I want to talk, what is it? I want to talk like Lana. <laughs> well, I can always teach you some tricks. Please, please. I need it. I need it. Anyways, thank you. Oh, thank you so, so much, much, Mama. We're having you bye guys. Bye-bye. Of course. Right. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. So that was fun. A lot. Yeah. You know, I swear to you, Eric, I was the entire time she was speaking, I was like, Lana has an incredible speaking voice, which which I think is so important. You know how many times we, we've seen uh, TV shows or, or whatever, and I tell you, I don't like that person's voice. I don't believe anything because I have such an issue with voices. And her voice is amazing. Well, I'm sure in her role as the queen, like that's, I mean, that's, I mean, her voice was so commanding, so powerful. It's and, and commanding. There's so many things she had to do. Uh, and navigate beautiful. in that role over the seasons. So it's, uh, it, it pays off, you know, yeah. hard work pays off. Pays it's off. Plain and simple. And you know what's awesome? Like if, if people within the industry, when they think about Lana Parrilla, they think serious actress, like they think she's an actor, you know, which is, it's just beautiful, you know? Yeah. And how interesting she in comedy was always her, was her foundation. Yes. Well, that was great. Yes. Glad we got to do that. I know. Lana, thank, thank you. you Lana. All of you wanting to learn more about acting, this is the podcast. <laughs> We're going to transition into the masterclass with Ross and Eric. Love you. Bye. Love you. Subscribe to He Said Ella Vijo on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar20enespañol.com. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.